pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. side, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are, um, you know, producing energy and so on um, as well. But what's, it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effect. They're coming for our food next. He who controls the food controls the people. What are you going to do when our shelves are as bare as those in Europe? Ow. Grow your own food with electroculture. Your food will grow faster and bigger and more nutritious with no chemicals, no side effects, no ecocide. And you'll have peace of mind and save money too. This month, get a free six-pack of 12-inch green thumb antennas with any $50 purchase at electrofreedom.com. Just use promo code LEAP at checkout and get your seedlings started today. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. 
The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me, because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and 
home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. This is the right place to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
Always smoking something he ain't worried about nothing Cause he ain't got nothing to lose I got a thing for the hard lick on ice Short days and long nights Marbles at the window Middle finger to the sky Say you wanna get dangerous Now you speaking my language I forgot what your name is So I'ma call you Got me wide, wide open, got a 45 on him And he pushing about a hundred and two Always smoking something, he ain't worried about nothing Cause he ain't got nothing to lose That's her green screen, as you can see. Green screen. There we go. What the fuck? Like the whole thing froze yeah, when we were coming in. The in the intro. In the intro. So, so random. Weird. Anyway, anyway, welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the making with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Let me give all Republicans fair warning tonight. If you uh -oh. consider yourself a Republican tonight. I knew I felt like this, I should have put my seatbelt on when I got in the seat. This is not the show for you. Mm. You guys look like a bunch. You look like a trash can on fire on wheels rolling down the street. That's what you look like. I have never seen a bigger group of disorganized fucks my whole entire life. Mm. Amazing. But we'll get to that. Anyway. How was your day, babe? It was good. I planted like 400 seeds. Great. I hope you all had a great day. You know what? I did. So we're all going to have a great night. You want to get hot? I do. Absolutely. Somehow I think you didn't have as great a day as you claimed. Oh, is the sarcasm thin? <laughs> a little bit. I actually, uh, I got right on it and I converted all of those Pepsi bottles into Whoa. planters. You can't say that around me. I got right <laughs> on it because that sounds like a porn. It's like, we're getting right into it. I was home by myself Boom. all day, idiot. Jeez. Um, 
I took all those Pepsi bottles and I turned them each into individual little mini greenhouses, mostly for weed, half for weed and half for lemon seeds. Sweet. I named it the Rasta HG23, Rasta Homegrown 2023. There you go. Because that's when the seeds came in 2023. Because I just grew seeds last year on purpose so that we could grow real plants this year because now we need them. So. Well, we had three males too, and yeah, and, and, and they were one hundred percent seeds. Yeah, I didn't pull them. We so. had like three male plants that bloomed, and it was like they were. You can tell a male and a female plant by branches. It, I, the males grow faster, and, and normally taller. straight up. Yeah, where so, the females will branch off. This this year I'll be pulling the males, but um, last year I wanted seeds, so. I don't know, but people have really lost their mind. I, I'm to the. I, I've seen way too many, too much. I, ding, ding, ding! Outer ponds, you got it. I, the shots make them all crazy. I'm, I think so. I'm going to tell you all a story that I, I, I don't even consider a fun one, although it was hysterical. But I'll explain why it wasn't fun for me. Well, we got a lot to talk about tonight. I'm trying to get through this. Because I need to be high to talk about this. Shit. You know, I think there are some people like that just do so things just completely out of character these days. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, I knew they got the jab. I bet they got a booster recently. People will be like, no, they didn't get jabbed. And yet I've heard them like, you know, teasing them about, you know, getting jabbed. And they're like, oh, no, I got my jab. And their friends think that they're they're just fucking around. Toby Keith got the jab. Yeah, we know Toby Keith got the jab. Of course he did. He got cancer from the jab. No, no, I wasn't aware that he got the jab. Oh yeah. No, no, no. He didn't. He didn't publicly. He didn't make it a big thing. No. No, he never put anything out in the press about it. No. Nope. All you he had got to do the was, jab. All you had to do was look at his shows. That he could not have done the freaking country music awards from 2023 last year unless he was jabbed. Well, it, it was. If he hadn't gotten jabbed, we would have heard a big deal about him not getting jabbed, true. about him trying to get exemptions, this, that, and the other. The fact that you didn't hear about it tells me he got jabbed. Absolutely. Well, it was confirmed today. I saw a thing on on the interwebs about it, and yeah, he was jabbed. That's unfortunate. It's too bad. But not a surprise. No. It's just a shame. It just sucks, because... You know, I granted, I mean, I wouldn't consider him a friend, but we were friendly and we did talk for a little over an hour and a half. I mean, the guy was pretty down to earth. We talked about everything. He asked me about what I was getting ready to go do. I was just like, for what I can tell you of it. Can't tell you. I really can't even tell you where I'm going, but I mean, he was a down to earth dude. It's just a shame. I fucking hate hearing shit like that. He was a great patriot and he loved the military. And uh, hey, more respect to him for that. Either way, let me start out with the rant I want to start out with because this is the shit. And Lindsay, you kind of teed it up for me. I, I give you I give you that. Um, you sometimes, you're, you're slowly taking Tara's spot, I've noticed. Um, as the alternate co-producer in the mm -hmm. room that's not really here. Um, but let's start with this Flynn shit. Um, cause I, I have an opinion about it and my opinion about it is this, the day that I said I fucking hated Clay Clark was the last time I ever thought about Clay Clark or Mike Flynn. 
pretty much. Not that true. was it. It was over at that point. I mean, when the Pegasus thing came I mean, out. When that came out, yeah, we talked about it, but I don't fucking care about Flynn. I don't fucking care about Clay Clark. I don't even keep up with them. I don't fucking care. The three homos could fucking jump off a fucking bridge. Wouldn't give a shit. It doesn't affect me. I don't fucking care. Fuck Flynn. Fuck the other douchebag. And anybody that rolls in with them. I already know who they are. The second that you tell me that you're with Clay Clark, that's it. It's over. You are a patriot. P-A-Y-T-R-I-O-T. Patriot. You want money. You're in this for the money. You're in this for the fame. You're in this to have your nuts licked or your cock sucked. You're not in this for what this is, which is possibly giving up your life for that of your country and your countrymen. Not that Mike Flynn would know anything about that. Mike Flynn's a douchebag, has been a douchebag, was a lifelong Democrat, will be a Democrat till the day he dies. And he he flat out says that. So I'm not he really sure. Says, I've always been a Democrat. I'll always be a Democrat. I don't know why anyone's confused by this. Oh, because he was with Trump. Where's he now? Um, When's the last time Trump talked to him? You mm-hmm. want to know this? Trump hasn't talked to that motherfucker since three years ago. Three fucking years ago is the last time Trump talked to him. Since apparently Mike Flynn had something to do with setting up January 6th against Trump. Roger Stone, too, apparently, from what I'm hearing. This is all going to get I'm I'm telling you right now, grifters are going to grift. You're absolutely right. Look, the point is. Hotep Jesus should give Mike Flynn the grifters award for uh, 2023 or 2024 or whatever. People, the people that are in this for real, they don't have, they don't ask for money. They don't ask for anything. They don't bombard you with ads. The ones that bombard you with ads, those are the ones that are in it for the dollar. Just saying. That's what I've noticed. The guys that are in this for real that are saying this shit like, hey, let's go. Because last night, this all kind of teased right into one, right into another. Talk about the grifters on the Republican side. Well, let's just talk about the three homos. And I say three homos because the one guy, the fourth dude, flipped his vote so that they could get another vote because there had to be a tie. So the one dude, there's one guy that flipped his vote and he that was just, that was purely a move. That's it. He would have voted yes. But he saw what was going on. And he voted no. So that way it was a tie. So that way they could vote on it again. And they're going to vote on it again, apparently on Tuesday. But again, leave it to the Republicans to fuck up a perfectly easy vote. He shouldn't. Big Mike Johnson now needs to be fired. Needs to go. Oh, well, he was like, it's not my fault. No, stop. Stop. The thing that he should have done before any... He tell me something. Mm-hmm. He's the speaker of the house, right? Mm-hmm. He approves what what goes on the schedule for the day in Congress, correct? Supposedly. Hmm. So he can move bills around if he wants, right? Mm-hmm. Because he can put it at the matter of Congress, right? What what needs to be done quickly? What needs to be done in time, right? You'd think. 
Huh. So tell me something. If he didn't have the votes today or yesterday, why not push the vote back till Friday? I mean... Maybe next Monday when you know Steve Scalise is going to be back on the floor and you know Steve Scalise would have. Oh, hey, guess what? Hey, who was that little fucking queer that they kicked out because they were so concerned about making Santos Santos? Do you know Santos would have voted? Yes. Yeah, of course he would have. He's a conservative. Not only that, you have Santos by the short and curlies. You can oust Santos, but you can't oust Mayorkas. pawn. You could have sat there and said, Santos, you piece of shit, you better vote yes here. If you if we don't get your vote here, you better believe we're tossing your ass out of Congress. Well, let's hear what big Mike Johnson had to say in his defense. In his own defense. Pussy. Oh, totally. What would you say to Americans concerned that Congress isn't able to do basic well, it's just simply not true. We're, we're, we're governing here. Sometimes it's messy. You know, the framers anticipated that you would have a system where people with very different philosophical viewpoints that come from different parts of the country and different constituencies would have different ideas on how to resolve their problems. But what they also anticipated is that we'd be able to get in a room and arm wrestle over public policy and come to consensus to move the ball forward for the most people. That is what's happening here. You're seeing the messy sausage making, the, the process of democracy play out. And, uh, it's not always clean. It's not always pretty, but the job will get, be done at the end of the day. Some of your critics will say this shows your inexperience. And Congressman Massey says getting rid of Kevin McCarthy was an unmitigated disaster for your party. What do you say to that? Well, it, look, it, it, it was a mess what happened here, but we're cleaning it up. And Massey's one of my dear friends and colleagues. And, and uh, I, I don't think that this is a reflection on the leader. It's a reflection on the body itself and the place where we've come in this country. Um, look, the nation is divided. We lament that, right? Um, the, 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 the differences, the chasm between the two parties right now is wider than it's ever been. And, and there are lots of emotions and, and we live in the age of social media and 24 hour news cycle. You know, there were previous Congresses where this, a gaggle like this would not even have been possible. So we're in a different time, but what we need to do in a time like this, in a time of great challenge is lead on principle. And that's what we're doing. The, again, the process is messy sometimes, but the job will be done. And, we're going to govern this country. It's the greatest country in the history of the world. The entire world is counting upon us. We have steady hands at the wheel. We'll get through it. Everybody take a deep breath. It's a long game. We're going to get the job done. Thanks for the time. It's not my fault. It's your fault. Okay. This piece of shit. Okay. We had such high hopes for uh, 30 seconds. This beta cuck fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. What a fucking homo. Mm-hmm. He needs to go, folks. He's got to go. We got to get rid of him. He's got to go. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. This fucking beta fucking bitch. Oh, geez. Well, we live in a fucking trying time. No bullshit. We live in a fucking trying time. You have a country that's about to fucking revolt in your ass. You are, you are fucking teetering a cut hair away from a full fucking blown revolt. And you're just like, oh, it's a trying time. Oh, trust me. Look. Let me tell you something about Washington, D.C. Don't know if you guys saw this this morning. You probably didn't because most of you probably don't even fucking care about political playbook, which I don't blame you because it's a fucking bullshit rag. But I went and read it. Anyway, in there, right there at the top, they're running with one of their lead stories is about 
Hey, did you hear about the new restructuring of the FFL gun permit? Mm. My four now is going to become a two. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, they're redoing everything. It's crazy. Okay. And it's so they can put everybody on a list that owns a gun. Mm-hmm. Now you guys go do what you got to do with that. That information is all on you, but I'm telling you right now, if this bill p- pushes through on the second amendment, we got to have some problems. Cause we're talking about lists, lists galore. Everybody who's armed in America, mainly every white person armed in America. That'll be a SCOTUS challenge. So, yeah, anyway, um, that was part of it. But then I'm sitting here thinking about this, right? Trying to pull some good out of this whole scenario. Although this piece of shit still sucks. I'm sorry, he still sucks. And we got to get rid of him. 215 members of our the Republican caucus all voted the same way. Should have been 218 as far as I'm concerned. But the other two queer retards in there, uh, Buck and uh, the other fuck, um, Buck who likes, yeah, Buck who likes the fuck. Um, Buck and the other guy, from what I understand about those two gentlemen, they're basically retarded. They were kicked in the head as kids. I mean, I know that's not an excuse. Oh, that's why they're in Congress. Um, But it's the whole reason they're in Congress because they Mm -hmm. suck at everything else. Yeah, that's where where you send the retards Where do you go? You go to the federal government. Absolutely. So any neither here nor there, we're not going to flip those two retards. They're also the same ones that said that there was no evidence in the Hunter laptop. Well, of course. Well, hey, speaking of beta so, cucks, here's the beta cuck from the other side. Because the thing about Mike Johnson is, at least he's not this guy. <sighs> Hakeem. Ha- mm-hmm. Hakeem. Sorry, my bad. Hiatus. It's incredible to me. That instead of extreme MAGA Republicans pivoting to working with us in a common sense way to solve real problems for the American people, their focus is on how do we get Steve Scalise back to Washington so we can continue to do the bidding of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump and impeach Secretary Mayorkas. It's did they not roll fucking Diane Feinstein's half dead body into the Senate so she could fucking vote on something? On Trump impeachment. I, how people who live in glass houses should not cast stones. No. That's no. All I'm saying. Hey, folks, we had 215 members of our Congress vote with us, which is good. I know it's going to be 216 when Scalise gets back uh, and 217 with the other guy. Um, I get it. We're short a couple. So we got to get rid of a couple. All right. We can trim that. But at least 215 people all see it the same way we do. That, hey, this is some fucking bullshit. This border bill is another thing that's dead on arrival. So I'm not even worried about that. That's why I don't talk about that because the border bill is done. It's over. Not only that, McConnell pulled out support for it. Believe it or not, the turtle pulled out support. because well, That's because he knew he wasn't going to win. He doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because he's going to get destroyed. Yeah, he's going to he's going to pull out before he comes so that he doesn't, you know. Knock up his transgender wife. 
die. <laughs> I mean, he's like right there. He's teeter tottering uh, on death. Uh, um, too bad Chucky Schumer didn't. Too bad Chucky Schumer's dad didn't do the same thing. <sighs> Pull out yes. or wear a condom. Both. <laughs> or just chop it. Why couldn't he chop his uh, dick off? What the fuck? Why do we all have to deal with this? Children all around the country would have been grateful for that one. Did I say that? Anyway. <clears throat> I'm not going to be long. So first Republicans said they would only do Ukraine and Israel humanitarian aid with border. Then they said they wouldn't do it. They would not do it with border. Well, we're going to give them both options. We're going to take, we'll take either one. We just hope they can come to yes on something. The bottom line is very simple. We knew about a week ago when Trump mixed in and said, you know, wanted to be political and said he'd prefer chaos at the border because he thinks it helps him electorally. We knew that we might have to have a second option. So I then called the White House and told my caucus that. I got a question for you all. Mm -hmm. When did this ever happen? It didn't. He said this now on like six occasions. Yeah, Romney made that shit up. Or one more time, why haven't why hasn't Trump started suing this motherfucker? I would start suing him for defamation. Why? I this is bullshit. He never said that. Trump has no, never he said, said that, that the border bill was horrible. Yes. He has never ever said, Oh, I, I want the, the border to be fucked up because it'll make me it'll get make elected. me get reelected. He has never once said that. And I don't even give a fuck what else Chucky Schumer had to say, honestly. Um, I, I will say it, you know, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't need um the border bill or lack thereof to get him reelected because Biden is literally digging his own grave. Well, they, before we get to Biden, I want to stay on the Republicans right now because we still have another one to go. And actually there were two major things that happened last night. Oh, fine. Major, major right after that. So immediately upon them not being able to vote out my orcas, then immediately following that, he tried to put up Mike Johnson, big Mike Johnson tried to put up a resolution about Israel to get Israel money. Well, that summarily failed as well. Hmm. So he was walking away with his fucking tail shoved right back up his ass. He lost out on both. He tried to do an independent resolution to get the money to Israel, thinking that he had enough cross I'll support to do it, and he still failed. So he really sucks. Then to boot, immediately almost following that, we get the story about, uh, what's her name, um, from the RNC stepping down. Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel. Which she said, now she says she's stepping down. Well, hold on. She actually, there was a whole big hubbub today about her stepping down, okay? And there, there was rumors. You told me she already stepped down. Yeah. She, ha she has not. I had heard that she was going to step down after South Carolina. Okay. Um, which apparently is a, a possibility, but I have to find it. Here we go. Um, but she put out this email today. Oh my God. I know. That's not going to happen. We're not going to be able to blow it up anymore, right. but it says, she'll, uh, she'll read it. Members, 
With a news cycle full of palace intrigue and speculation surrounding all of us, I want to take the time to reassure all of you that I am still hard at work as RNC chairwoman and building a machine that will elect Republicans up and down the ballot in November. I am currently on the road fundraising. We're staffing up with staff on the ground in 15 states. The team is busy making phone calls and knocking doors to get out the vote for Mazzy Pillip in New York 03 with early voting open and, and a special election on February 13th. We have more lawsuits on the horizon, but we're currently engaged in 77 election lawsuits across 23 states, many of which will have major ramifications across the country. Day in and day out, we continue to hold Joe Biden and Democrats' feet to the fire for their continued assaults on our freedoms and failures Bullshit. on everything from the border crisis, Bidenomics, and skyrocketing crime. <clears throat> Myself and my staff are refusing to be distracted by the outside noise, and we remain committed to our mission. Rumors to the contrary are simply not true. Nothing has changed, and there will not be any changes decided on until after South Carolina when we may have our eventual nominee. I want to thank you for your outpouring messages of support. I am proud of this committee and our work together over the past several years. I know you all are working diligently in your states alongside state, local, and grassroots leaders towards victory this fall. I also know that we're not done yet. There's a lot of work to be done in the next nine months to make Joe Biden a one-term president, and we're just getting started. As always, feel free to reach out to me, Mike, or anyone on my team with any questions or needs that you may have. Thanks, Rana. Mick, <clears throat> why haven't you talked about this? This is why. Who cares? What, what, when have you ever sat there and thought about the RNC and said, man, we can't do anything without the RNC? Yeah, maybe 30 years ago. I mean, I, I guess we can't get nice flowers at our events without the RNC because they seem to have the inside deal on that, although they don't really get a discount. I was about to that. say, they pay pretty much right out yeah. the asshole for that. But seriously, the RNC doesn't do a goddamn thing. Look at where they, they're backwards. Where instead of getting people out to vote, the RNC is spending more on office supplies. Yep. Meanwhile, the DNC is spending millions on get out to vote. So what the fuck is the RNC doing? What are they worth? Nothing. Who gives a shit? Fuck them. They're trash. Mm -hmm. They bid trash. Speaking of trash, there was another big... Uh, oh. Thing that happened. Hold on. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm going in order. No, you're not because yes. we're, I'm through so many different folders now. I keep having to get back and forth. No, as they came down last night. Okay. So then after that magical shakeup with Ron McDaniel now apparently not stepping down or apparently not doing it till now after South Carolina. This is what I heard in the first place. So that'll be interesting. But why are we having a South Carolina is my next question. Because immediately following that, there was the caucuses last night. No, no, it wasn't or the, not caucus. the caucuses, it was but the it was primary. the primary in Vegas or in Nevada, mm -hmm. the Nevada primary. Well, hold on. Before we get to the results of that, which, mind you, there's no electoral votes tied to that. The electoral votes are tied to the caucus in Nevada tomorrow. Correct. So that's you the one get Trump's involved in. Tomorrow. Yes. Correct. His name wasn't on the primary ballot, but Nikki Haley was campaigning just beforehand. Here, here's a little bit of her campaign. Let's make America normal again. God bless you. Thank you very much. God bless. Let's. What is normal? I, I there is. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that one. Well, 
So this, she has this wasn't normal, but this is the election last night or the the not the primary last night the in primary. Nevada. And um folks, I, I didn't know that um nobody none of these candidates was running nobody for president. No nobody could beat Nikki Haley. Literally nobody beat Nikki Haley. Nobody. No one, no one beat Nikki Haley. Why, why again are we having a primary in South Carolina? Uh, because Trump insisted he doesn't want to be just the, he doesn't want to be handed the nominee. He insisted that we continue with the primary season yes, so Haley, that he can win by the voters. Haley lost to none of the above. Correct. Here, this is hysterical. Haley, without Trump's name even on the ballot, still loses to the none option by better than two to one. So that's, that is a tough reality for her. Not, Trump is even on the ballot and she loses and it's a closed primary. So it really reinforces yeah. what we've been seeing that when you're just talking about Republican voters, she's really, she's really getting clobbered with Republican voters. Uh, it's and, independents and Democrats uh, that keep her in it. Haley. Look at this Eddie Munster looking motherfucker yeah. over there on the left side of the screen. Did you guys see that, dude? Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. That's a really bad image to stop on. <laughs> Especially with He's this like, dork's fucking smile. Mid-mode. Wow. Somebody get a screenshot of that. That's hysterical right there. Yikes. Haley lost to... None of the above. None of the above. Holy shit. Option D. All right, Nikki. Listen, uh, I'm not your campaign manager, but if I was, this would be my advice to you. Get out. You're done. It's over. You will not win. There is no path for you to victory. Understand, Trump's not even on the ballot. And he still beats you. Bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Here's Just a, leave. Here's his new ad, apparently. Six men have been charging that brutal attack caught on camera. A shocking act of violence. Two NYPD officers beaten in Times Square. All of those arrested were released without bail. Why? Did these four individuals be released on their own recognizance? The Biden administration is fighting to release as many migrants as quickly as possible. I'll reverse Trump's detrimental asylum policies. There's no need for us. Biden administration reversed Trump's policy on remain in Mexico. Joe Biden to stop construction of the border wall. It's a new day on the southern border. Here we go. The policy that made it easy to kick out migrants is gone. He inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration and he immediately reinstated catch and release. And so when they apprehend people, they let them go. I'll reverse Trump's detrimental asylum policies. Fuck six minutes. It's about time. Hey, that's a great commercial. That's absolutely what he should have done with that. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I, I I would have said the same thing that every other talking head said that day as well. I would have said the same thing that, hey, we should make this the campaign ad for the election. But I decided not to because... I'm pretty sure you all heard it about 60 fucking times because every talking head said it. Well, uh, here's why. Uh, well, I'll let you listen to MSNBC. 
Lydia Dominguez, who's from El Paso and moved to Vegas about five years ago, is all in for Trump. I asked her why she thinks more and more Latinos are joining her. Because they see what's happening with our economy. They, they know what the gas prices were, uh, even in 2020. We weren't born yesterday. We recognize that all of the immigrants coming in through our border is not helping. It's causing crime. I grew up. Lydia Dominguez, who's from El Paso. Hmm. Hmm. What do you know? Hmm. Look at that. It's amazing. Oh, they weren't were, born yesterday. You mean your replacement theory didn't work out for you? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. Damn it. Yep. 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 That's a rough one. All right. Well, and uh, like I said, Biden is digging his own grave. Or maybe he's already in his grave. I was about to say, isn't he already dead? Yeah. Didn't we already decide on that? Yeah. I thought we we agreed. Well, now this Biden is dying too, quickly. <laughs> well, this that's just this blank. We could smash his head. Ink would get all over you. You would have. There is some movement, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Let me choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the. There's been a response from the opposition. But um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. But it seems to be. Uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. There is. Uh, he he forgot. What? He forgot Hamas. He forgot the name of the opposition. I, okay. All right. No, no, no. It's okay. So it's okay. It's okay. Nope. Nope. Nobody else is there yet. Uh, I'm waiting on y'all. I'm here. I'm I'm good to go. Right. Waiting on. I'm done with this shit. This shit's fucking long done. I cannot believe that we're still sitting around dealing with this crap. I cannot believe they, they do, they're not doing any good for us. They're everything they've done to include Republicans have done nothing but harm us or push us back or force a new drug or done something else stupid it doesn't matter. A new tax, a new this, a new that. We have to figure out another way to pay off our wealth or our debt. Our debt. Oh. Fuck this. I'm, I'm done. This is the worst president in history. Uh, he uses weaponization to run for office. Uh, nobody's ever done that, at least only to a minor extent, if done at all. Uh, this is third world stuff. Uh, he has no respect at all. You go to, you talk to foreign leaders. They, they say, what is this? Is this a joke? And I'm sure this. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I can't wait till Trump comes back in. We can get the real adults back in the room. No shit. Cause this old fog, he's got to go. He is just, we got to get rid of him. I, I don't think we can make it another. I mean, I know we're not, but I don't think we could make it another year. Apparently, Trump called for Biden to debate him immediately. He said he can't do it because he can't talk. The Commission on Presidential Debates has announced it will host three presidential debates, September 16th, October 1st, and October 9th, with a VP debate held on September 25th. I guess we'll have to know who it is by then. Hmm. <clears throat> Should be interesting. Should be interesting. Hmm. Um, I think this is the same one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. Oh, he was 90 minutes late to that, by the way. And the thing they were asking about was the border bill. That's what they were talking about. They were asking about the border bill, seeing, hey, is the border bill, is Ukraine going to get their money? And his response was, well, there's, um, um, you know, mm, the opposition, the opposition. We got questions that about does, it. Um, and then he said Hamas for some reason. Because someone was like, you mean Hamas? And he said, oh, yeah, forgive me. Hamas. Except you mean Republicans. But who knows? Because you're talking about a border bill. That's going to give money to Ukraine. Well, yeah, because there's more money going to Ukraine's border for their border security in the border bill than there is to our border. No, it's not going to border security. No, no, it's going they, to Ukraine. Yeah, no, to Ukraine's border security. It's specified. Oh, is it? It's designated. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, yeah, dig yeah. into it yet. Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't looked like, at the. Like 30, I thought it was just. Uh, I thought it said Ukraine. I thought it was just going no. military aid to Ukraine. Uh, like $25 billion is for Ukraine's border security or some shit. <sighs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We couldn't afford five billion for our own border wall while Trump was in office, but we can send twenty-five billion to Ukraine for their border security. And we're about to spend twenty billion on illegals, border patrol agents that to process individuals, make sandwiches, change diapers. Wow. Anyway, but speaking of Hamas, Federfuck had something to say. No way. Yeah, and dude, fucking nineteen eighty-seven wants his mustache back. No shit. What's he going for? Though? I don't know. It's a rough one. I think I've met now I've met with six six family or victim groups during all of this. And you know, that should have stopped because everyone should have been home long ago. And I don't understand why to anyone that is protesting or demanding for a ceasefire, let's be honest here. Why aren't you protesting to bring them all home right now? Why aren't you demanding that Hamas surrenders as well as well too? Because we know both of those happen you know there's going to be the ending ending of the suffering and the death of innocent palestinians and israelis as, as well too and now i support a two-state solution as well but that is meaningless until hamas is effectively eliminated as well too as well now of course because hamas now disavows and rejects a two-state solution as well too and now they are committed to the destruction of israel again I would never want to negotiate with a group that wants to commit it to my death as, as well. Bring all of these people back home now and this and stop pretending that this is some kind of equivalence here. Now, this is like bring them back as well, too. Folks, these are people that we. Oh, to be, I don't even know what the fuck. Oh my god, if that is not embarrassing, he, I, he almost said something useful as no, well. No, <laughs> he didn't as well, but too. it did as well, too, because it was as well, too. Huh? Huh? Oh, <laughs> holy shit. I can't. My head hurts. I can't. I'm sorry if you're driving a truck right now because holy fuck. I'd want to I want to jerk the wheel right into a damn fucking a bridge abutment. Don't do that. <laughs> Just saying. No, do you remember you now you guys know what I'm talking about. All right, so you remember it wasn't that long ago. You shouldn't have memory hold it yet. You remember when um Ilhan Omar went out and spoke in 
Somali and said that, you know, yeah, that was her country first and all that. Like exactly. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, well, this <sighs> dumb cunt on CNN is, is apparently setting policy and law. How is that? Just listen. And have all but ignored the second one, the accurate one. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is demanding that Omar be kicked out of Congress, lose her American citizenship, and be deported. Congressman Tom Immer calling for an ethics investigation into the comments. And Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced a resolution today calling for Omar to be censured. Representative Omar has revealed herself to be a foreign agent acting on behalf of a foreign government. There is no evidence that Congresswoman Omar has done anything of the sort, and you can't deport a U.S. citizen, I should note. Omar says that she believes these attacks are rooted in Islamophobia. And as for that resolution, she told CNN, quote, I hope she finds peace in her mind. That's insane, truly insane. And have all but ignored the second one, the accurate one. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is demanding that Omar be kicked out of. I agree. I, I think, well, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not holding out hope for anything. Republicans mm. can't seem to wrap their heads around a goddamn thing right now and agree on a fucking thing. So we'll just see what happens. Um, and then the other thing, of course, I know you guys didn't memory hold Joy Reid's little um, start another fucking war comment on the hot mic the other day. So she got called on the um, blood red carpet of The View. <laughs> Did you say the blood red carpet? <laughs> yes. Oh, it says playtex on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking more like sat satanic blood drinking, you know, <laughs> women, but that would work too. <laughs> Except I think they're all too old to bleed from their vaginas anymore. <laughs> That, that does stop when you get to be like old just saying <laughs> anyway oh wait hold on while we're here since we're going this route oh, please fuck. stop all right so let let me let me tell you about my incident today oh, God. oh you guys are gonna love this so i'm gonna job right mm -hmm. have you ever met one of these like I'm luscious and I know it, women. Luscious as in fat? Yes. Like, no, no, no. Oh, keep this off. I need you to participate in this. <laughs> All right. Okay. You'll understand here in a second. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I, rather large, not just rather large, obviously large. Let's mm -hmm. put it this way obesely large. Um, but has this outward personality. Like, you know, you want to fuck me? You yeah, know that? exactly. That type. Look, I think I don't get hit on nearly enough for my looks and it's entirely your fault. Well, look, um, <laughs> white chocolate here has something that begs to differ, right? Because I have never been called white chocolate before, but I was called white chocolate today. And white chocolate was also told that white chocolate has a fantastic ass. I mean, that's true. White chocolate was also told that white chocolate could snuggle sugar bums bums whenever sugar bum wanted it done. Okay. Did you take her up on this offer? 
that this wasn't she, wasn't it? Let me put it this way, T Babe. For me to find out, I would have had to move remove four layers of skin just to find it. Rolls? Oh yeah. <laughs> I had to be right. It got to the point like this bitch just like didn't catch on. It got to the point where I just said, ma'am, I said, first of all, you're 450 pounds. I ain't touching you with a 22 foot pole. My wife and I have a long-standing agreement that look, if you know. Julia Roberts knocks on the door and says she wants to take you away. See ya. Ew. Well, whatever. What I don't know. I can't think of another. Give me another hot chick. Um, I believe one that you would approve. I of. believe Megan Fox was your hall pass until we found out that she was a satanic, satanic baby drinking, blood, blood drinking, demon, whatever, blood demon. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, give me another one. They're all satanic baby blood drinking fuck cards. Right, so I don't get a hall pass anymore. No, well, you fuck. Really don't. Well, there's no more hall passes. So I was like, look, since there are no hall passes anymore, well, now I have to put that in there because I did say there was a hall pass there. I said, number one, you're not even close to that. Number two, there is no way in hell that I would ever touch you. Mm -hmm. Now give me my money so I can leave. Because mm -hmm. I, I I was fucking done with this bitch. I have never, ever met somebody like that. Like, leave me alone, trying to get my work done. I was like, holy, she didn't stop. I was white chocolate. This was like, I mean, at one point, I thought we were, we were going straight up for assault in here. I was like, ma'am, if you bump into me again, I'm... Shit's uh, <laughs> about to. I'm about to throw fucking elbows in this garage. I am dead serious. She, uh, yeah, she did. She called me Uncle Time twice. Uncle Time. Uncle Time. Yes, because of my long beard. Wouldn't that be? She wanted this to tickle a certain part of her body too. I see. I'm not gonna go where that was because I couldn't find it if I tried. Even if I was diving from a fucking height of three million miles above the earth. I'm looking for something in particular that I saw this morning that completely relates to that. It was, it was, it was bad. I was like, wow. When the white chocolate popped, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I, can't. I just, I can't, I can't. I just, uh, fuck. I was, I, hey, she did think for some reason I was hung like a horse, though. <laughs> okay, Godiva. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hi, I'm dead hi, serious. Hi. She had this, she had this thing. Oh, I bet white chocolate's hung. I was like, man. White chocolate's Irish. <laughs> white chocolate gets his ass on a ladder and said, shut up. Don't say anything. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go, Skipper. I'll it. take the ginger. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Life of Brian. That was pretty good. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no. No, Gus. No. No, Gus. I wouldn't have fucked her with your dick. <laughs> I'm dead serious, bro. I would not have fucked her with your dick. <laughs> wow. She's a big girl. Let me put it this way to you. I could have rolled her in flour and it would have taken a, a long time before I would have found a wet spot. Wow. 
Okay. You guys see? Now Easy does it saying, been there, Mick. Got to run from those. I was like, yeah, I'm, I was trying to get the fuck out. All I wanted to do, I was like, please let me get paid. Like, she wasn't there when I showed up. There was a dude there. Then the dude left. And then this thing walked in the garage. And it was assault from then on. Yeah, that's that's mint white chocolate to you. <laughs> and it's a chip. It's a, it's a mint chocolate it's chip. It's a mint chocolate chip. Oh, oh shit! Wow! Oh my god! Oh, wow. And it's bite size. Look, we call that snack size. Okay, it makes you feel better. It's the fun size. It's the fun size. <laughs> oh. Oh shit. Self-deprecation wow. is so great okay. for your soul. It really is. Makes you feel so good on the inside. Holy shit. These ladies should practice oh. that some. Oh shit. All right, here My we bad. go. Sorry, now that folks. your story is over. This, but last week you had a hot mic moment that got some attention. <laughs> Let's just say you used some colorful language. Who doesn't? Not me. Um, I'm a but yeah, <laughs> but it, it seems like you were criticizing President Biden for starting another war. I don't think you're alone in concerns of that, but is that true? Like, what was behind this? <laughs> well, I'm going to hit that with a cute no comment. No, but I, what, what I'm going to say is I am a person that I, I'm a study war no more kind of Christian. I'm a red letter Christian. I don't believe in war, whether it is the governor of Texas literally trying to start another civil war over an issue that his party could solve tomorrow. There's literally a bill that they just yeah. could pass, right? And, and do the border security issue. Or whether it's in the Middle East, I was deeply against the Iraq war. I was again, I'm, a, I'm an anti-war person. And so, you know, I don't wanna say that there's any side that is specifically to blame here, but I think the idea, I think for most Americans, we're war weary. I think we're all weary of conflict yeah. and we would like to see us progress economically, socially, try to bring this country back from the brink of racial hatred. Let's not do war at all. Yeah. Okay. Let's not kill people. Let's not, let's not kill people. Is she campaigning for Donald Trump? It, it, it's funny, and I gotta ask the question. Because it's, where were you when Trump was in office? Because all you motherfuckers are trying to start wars. We or keep us embroiled in wars. We, we didn't have any new wars when Trump was in office, but now we're war weary after three years of Biden and conflict. Hmm. Just saying. Just who, saying. Who started those problems? Wasn't Trump? <clears throat> oh well, they wouldn't do it when Trump was in office. Why not? Oh, because Trump, you know, walk. Walk softly and carry an armored tank battalion, I always say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do that. Well, You're America. Um, you got nuts of fucking steel. What bats you up is some of the baddest shit on the face of this earth. When we call the rain down, we bring it. And we bring every ounce of it. And we don't stop until everybody's dead. Period. Hey, I, I hear our um, gator, croc, cocaine, hippo idea at the in the border moat is catching on. I didn't say that. I said piranhas. I know. Because piranhas would be perfect. I said I would be more than willing to donate the gators in the pond. They just have to come catch them and bring them down there. Down with it. They're young, totally. too. They're babies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Even the ducks have been hanging out with the gators. 
They're rabies. They're they're fucking. <clears throat> yep. They can't bite yet. Anyway, Ted Cruz has had enough, so he says. He's on him. <clears throat> Is he gonna pull out his Wolverine claws and go to town? <laughs> Texas is going to continue leading the fight, and, and we've got to. This crisis, it, it, it is massive. It, it, it is devastating, and we've got to lead the fight. And you know what Joe Biden is doing? Joe Biden is siding with the Mexican drug cartels against the American people. i got to say the image of just a few days ago of those six illegal aliens who beat up two New York police officers. It was disgusting, and they got arrested. And, of course, what happens? They get released from jail with no bail. And what do they do? Walking out, they flip the bird on both hands, walking out. That image, Sean, is the image of, of this campaign in 2024. That image, flipping the bird, is what Joe Biden and the Democrats and the Senate are saying to every American. They stand with the drug cartels, the human traffickers, the illegal immigrants, the criminals, and they stand against law enforcement, and they stand against American families. That's the message of this radical policy. And we got to stand up and fight against it. You know, you know who Ted Cruz reminds me of? Do you remember the Marty McFly from the first Back to the Future? You remember when he would always talk with his hands like that? He'd point at you would be like, yeah, we got to do that. That's what Ted Cruz reminds me of, that 1950s faggot fucking weirdo greased hair looking psychopath. Well, um, because he doesn't strike fear in my heart. Yeah, they released him. Yeah, we know we were you. You did that. We didn't. You did that. You're in a position of authority. You're in a position where we can hold your feet to the fire because your fucking party can't figure out if you fucking should fire my orcas or not. So don't bitch about the border, you dumbass. Well, and, and Joe's out here talking about a bipartisan national security deal. We've reached an agreement that includes the toughest and fairest set of border reform in decades. For too long, going back decades, the immigration system has been broken. Here's how we fix it. Here's how we start to fix it. The so bipartisan Senate national security agreement will introduce a presidential emergency authority to shut down the border when it becomes overwhelmed. Doesn't he already have that? Yep. Okay. Make our asylum process fairer and more efficient while protecting the most vulnerable. You mean let more people in? Correct. Expedite work permits so that those who are here and qualify can get to work more quickly. You mean get more voters? No. They mean the people that have already come in mm -hmm. can go to work more quickly. Yep. They're not talking about people coming in. No, no, exactly. The people that are already here. Because the people that do them, it. Actually, once you give them permits to work, then you set them on a path to citizenship. Actually, when you come here legally, one of the first things they give you is a permit to work here. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing they give you when you come here legally. Usually you have to have a work permit before you can come here legally, actually. So. When you lose that work permit, you got to go back. Right there. That's that's an issue. So. Create more opportunities to unify families at various stages of immigration. You mean put more kids in the hands of child traffickers. Mm -hmm. Ensure young children have paid legal representation. You paying the NGOs for that. Yep. 
Add Border Patrol agents, immigration judges, asylum officers, and inspection machines to help stop the flow of fentanyl. No. Mm. Uh, is this is this what concerns you all? I, I'm just wondering. Is again, I said shut the border down. When I say close the door, nothing. So again, uh, use because it's here. Back to the shaker, the grinder. This is closed grinder, right? Nothing comes out. Don't oh, if don't, I don't lose that. That's all the weed if we I have left right now. Pop this open and mm-hmm. dump it out. All the weed falls out, right? Don't do that. When I do this. It's a close grinder. No weed comes out. When I say close the border, I mean close it like I close the grinder. No weed comes out. Border's closed. No aliens are coming through. Zero. I mean, shut that bitch the fuck down. Look, 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 look. No one cares about the border, okay? That's not the priority for Americans. Obviously, the priority for Americans... But in the bill... No, no, no. There's agreements for 5,000 and 8,500, up to 8,500. We we already talked about that yesterday. I know, I know, but that's... Listen, listen. This is what's important. Have you ever bought tickets for a big game based on one price, but then notice it ticked up at checkout due to hidden fees? Those are normally called taxes, by the way. Economics call that drip pricing, and companies use it to rip you off. Under my administration, we're putting an end to those hidden junk fees. That's what people care about. Look, check out the comments. You might want to focus on things that really matter. War with Russia, war with Iran, war with China. Okay, not that comment. Meanwhile, gas and groceries have tripled, and two generations are convinced they will never be able to afford property. Okay, not that comment. You mean all the taxes and fees our federal, state, and local governments take from us? What about those fees? You can actually do something about those hidden fees. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying. Taxes land, taxes bed, taxes table at which he's fed, taxes work, taxes pay. He works for peanuts anyway. Taxes cow, taxes goat, taxes pants, taxes coat, taxes tobacco, taxes drink. Tax him if he tries to think. Taxes car, taxes gas, find other ways to tax his ass. Tax all he has and let him know that you won't be done till he has no dough. When he screams and hollers and tax him some more, tax him till he's good and sore. Then taxes coffin, taxes grave, taxes sod in which he's laid. When he's gone, do not relax. It's time to apply the inheritance tax. Accounts receivable tax, airline surcharge tax, airline fuel tax, airport maintenance tax, building permit tax, cigarette tax, corporate income tax, death tax, dog license tax, driving permit tax, environmental tax, fee, excise taxes, federal income tax, federal unemployment, UI, fishing license tax, food license tax, gasoline tax, too much per liter, gross recipients tax, health tax, Funding license tax, hydro tax, inheritance tax, interest tax, liquor tax, luxury taxes, marriage license tax, Medicare tax, mortgage tax, personal income tax, property tax, poverty tax, prescription drug tax, provincial income and sales tax, real estate tax, recreational vehicle tax, sales tax, retail sales tax, service charge tax, school tax, telephone, federal tax, telephone, federal, provincial and local surcharge taxes, telephone, minimum usage surcharge tax. Vehicle license registration tax, vehicle sales tax, water tax, watercraft registration tax, well permit tax, workers' compensation tax. Think this is funny? None of these taxes existed 60 years ago, and our nation was one of the most prosperous in the world. We had absolutely no national debt, had a large middle class, and mom stayed home to raise the kids. What happened? Can you spell politicians? Dude, that guy deserves a follow for that. Dude, who is that? 
That uh, Gorilla the Gorilla. Gorilla the Gorilla. You just got to yeah, follow dude. for that, dude. Fuck yeah. Hells, Hells yeah. yeah. I'm going to fucking. That is epic. Can you I'm gonna, send I'm gonna that to like me, like that and repost it. That is epic. Yep. That is fucking epic. Love it. <sighs> Holy shit. That's a lot of taxes. We pay way too many taxes. You think? Way too many fucking taxes. You think? <sighs> and then I ain't not no more. Here's that. Here's here's where our, our taxes are going. Jim Jordan laid this one out. Besides, you know, uh, a proposal sent to the National Science Foundation that's paid for by our tax dollars. Okay. Okay. Here you go. Another project proposal sent to the National Science Foundation demeans Americans who hold, quote, the Bible and the Constitution as sacred and choose to review primary sources rather than rely on expert consensus. You think the Bible's sacred, you support the Constitution, and you review primary sources to think for yourself, you're the problem, according to the National Science Foundation. And they're going to give your tax dollars to entities developing software, developing this technology, this tool, to censor your speech. Nope. 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 I am. Don't pay taxes. Simple. Don't pay taxes. Folks, our government is not doing what we want. It's not doing our bidding. Republicans are lost in the sauce. They have absolutely no fucking idea how to play this game. They're fucking retarded. They don't want to play this game. Well, then Jim Jordan put this out. The Amazon files feeling pressure from the White House. Internal docs subpoenaed by Judiciary GOP and the Weaponization um, Committee yep. indicate that Amazon bowed to the Biden White House pressure to censor books. Never before released internal emails subpoenaed by Judiciary GOP revealed that the Biden White House pressured Amazon to censor books that ex expressed views the White House did not approve of. Quote, is the Biden admin asking us to remove books? Andy Slavitt, the senior Biden White House official who demanded that Facebook censor a meme and true information, was pressuring Amazon at the same time. On March 2nd, 2021, Slavitt fired off an email demanding to know who he and his White House colleagues could talk to at the company about, quote, the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation of Amazon. Bring that up. Is there more to it? I mean, is there another? No, there's not like a bunch of pictures. Mm-mm. Um, it's down in down in the thread. How did the Biden White House conclude that there was propaganda and misinformation in the books sold on Amazon's bookstore? The White House ran a keyword search for controversial topics such as vaccine and emailed Amazon when it didn't like how the search results appeared. If you search for vaccines under books, I see what comes up. I haven't looked beyond that, but if that's what's on the surface, it's concerning. Thanks for your response. Five minutes ago, I searched vaccine on Amazon and the attached book was one of the first in the stack. When I click on the product page, I don't see any CDC warning. Why would there be a CDC warning on a book? <laughs> Initially, Amazon decided to hold off on doing a manual intervention to censor books. Why? Not out of any commitment to free speech, but because doing so would be too visible to the American public and likely to spur criticism from conservative media. Mm hmm. Why was the uh, Biden read that email? What does oh. it say? 
We will not be doing a manual intervention today. The team at PR feels very strongly that it is too visible and will further compound the Harry Sally narrative, which is getting the Fox News treatment today, apparently, and won't fit the problem of long term won't fix the problem, long-term problem, because of customer behavior associations. If we completely remove customer behavior associations, it will break the search. I've asked the team to widen the search light flag for COVID-19 CDC website redirect so that it comes to the top of the page on more search keys. They can hopefully implement that today and you should be able to share a screenshot. Uh, someone is tag, uh, tag teaming some reactive messaging for your re-policy response, et cetera. It won't be satisfactory. The White House will probably ask why we don't tag the content like Facebook and Twitter do if we aren't taking it down. That is an option being explored, but that we don't want to disclose to avoid boxing in. The attached is still in flux doc to review with whomever on March 19th, gave very direct guidance to the teams to be boring and not to do anything that is visible and will draw more attention. Hmm. <clears throat> Amazon didn't want to lose their business. Why was the Biden White House so upset with Amazon? Because Amazon believed retailers are different than social media communities and provided their customers with access to a variety of viewpoints. For the Biden admin, letting Americans think for themselves was unacceptable. Uh, for Q1, this is not something we've had come up in the past and just taking the guidelines out of context. The line cited is referring to misleading metadata, typos, image quality issues, etc. not the actual truthfulness of the theories described within the text of a book. With that in mind, a possible response would be, no, the line you're referring to is addressing publishing errors like typos, formatting issues, image quality, etc. You can review examples of examples of content that's typically disappointing to customers in the guide to Kindle content quality, which we also include a link to in our content guidelines. Our guidelines address content that is illegal or infringing, generates a poor customer experience, or that we otherwise prohibit, such as pornography. Our guidelines do not specifically address content about vaccines. For question two, again, this is not something we've commented on before, and I think we would avoid making a commitment on this now, as we are still debating possibly doing so in the future. I recommend a response along the lines of, we believe that retailers are different than social media communities, which means we review the content we make available, where we make it available in our store, and how we address content that customers find disappointing. As a retailer, we provide our customers with access to a variety of viewpoints, including books that some customers may find objectionable. All booksellers make decisions about what selection they choose to offer, and we do not take such selection decisions lightly. This is interesting because it sounds like they're giving them talking points. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, here was the question one. Doesn't this line in your policy include the spreading of misleading information about vaccination? We do not allow descriptive content mean, meant to mislead customers. Why don't you tag books that are not scientifically sound in the way Facebook and Twitter tags content? Yeah. So, um, okay. A week later on March 9th, 2021, Amazon met with the White House. Internal Amazon documents reveal Amazon's top talking points going into the meeting. One of the quick Key questions is whether the Biden White House wanted books banned or just buried deep in the search results. Mm -hmm. Top talking points to be made affirmatively. Is the admin asking us to remove books or are they more concerned about search results, order, or both? So how did Amazon's meeting with the White House go? On March 2nd, 2021, Amazon determined internally that it would, quote, not be doing a manual intervention today. An online bookstore set a meeting with senior Biden White House officials for March 9th. 
what was the purpose of this meeting with the Biden White House? To see if the admin is asking us to remove books or are they more concerned about search results or order? Uh, why did Amazon agree to take this meeting? Because they were feeling pressure from the White House. After the White House spent a week berating Amazon, what did the online bookstore do? Starting March 9th, the same day as its meeting with the White House, Amazon enabled do not promote for books that expressed the view that vaccines were not effective. There you mm-hmm. go. Go. Read that. Oh. BuzzFeed is working on a story about COVID-19 books on Amazon. The reporter, the reporter focuses on a research project several universities are participating in that examines how and why conspiracy narratives circulate in different platforms and online spaces during a crisis. We first saw this research research project covered by Politico back in December when Amazon was criticized for selling coronavirus and QAnon conspiracy theory books. I've pasted the reporter's email below, but its primary concerns questions focus on how these titles are surfaced and promoted to customers, the specific content of the book spreading this information, Amazon profiting from the sale of this concerning content, a belief that Amazon is doing the least to address these concerns when compared to Facebook, Twitter, Google, et cetera, why Amazon decided to remove QAnon books, what our policy is regarding conspiracy and COVID books. We've had a CRM review, all titles mentioned and have worked with the teams who specialize on search reviews and personalization tools. One book out of nine was found to violate our COVID-19 policy and was removed. As a reminder, we did enable do not promote for anti-vax books whose primary purpose is to persuade readers vaccines are unsafe or ineffective on March 9th. And we'll review additional handling options for those books with you and on March 19th. However, many of the books highlighted by BuzzFeed are about COVID conspiracies, not vaccination, and are therefore out of scope for this policy effort. CRM plans to resume work on a broad misinformation policy again once we align on an approach for anti-vax books. I wonder if Amazon is aware that um, our podcast shows up in their feed. And yeah, that wasn't we all. were like number one for a while there. Amazon also considered other ways to reduce the visibility of certain books that the Biden White House disliked. That's right. Amazon caved to the pressure from the Biden White House to censor, censor speech. speech. So we're going to have a um, another Amazon conspiracy theory. No, it's going to be like Azon something like because they had the the Facebook files. What is this going to be the Amazon files? Yeah, I mean this is just that's, another. That's what he called it. Oh my god! Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, uh, we got to drop red pill. Red yeah. pill. We'll see you guys later. Uh, check us out five forty five tomorrow night for the pre show, six pm for the regular show. Check her out at zero eight tomorrow morning for the good book. And uh Liana will be on at 9.05. You got it. On both our channels and hers. Yep. Till then, you guys have a great night. For the Mick. And V Lynn. Later. Bye, Red Pill. For the rest of you fuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what time it is. Uh, you want to get hot? Doc, the tax post, I, I just reposted it. I, I reposted it on my Twitter feed. So um, at V Lynn Q, it should be there on my feed. We're sorry. Do you oh, have, sorry. Uh, did you love the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did. It's even loaded. I did. Okay, you want to hand it over here? You want to hit the I will as soon as uh, you hand that on this way. There you go. All right, you guys know what time it is. It's that time. If you guys can do it, if you could smoke it. Remember, we're cutting out early tonight to go hang out with the Business Party podcast for a little bit. So um, if you don't already follow them, Business Party on Rumble. 
And I put the link for that in the show notes for this show and on Pilled on, and on Rumble. So. so go get them some followers. They're old friends of ours. They're like OG Patriot Party peeps. Even before we went Wolfpack. Yeah. Yeah. OG, OG. Pre-WP days. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will definitely be broadcasting the yes. Tucker Poop oh, interview yeah. tomorrow. We're going to get into a little bit about that here. Even if it's the whole show. Mm-hmm. Don't care. I've heard conflicting times. I heard someone say it was getting dropped at 6 p.m. I heard someone else say it was getting dropped at 8 p.m. If it gets dropped the at interview itself, if it gets dropped at 6, we'll play it obviously during the regular show. If it gets dropped at 8, then we will extend the show and play it at 8. He was there for exactly uh, one hour and 15 minutes in total, and the interview is only an hour long. Fine. Probably 45 minutes, honestly. Yeah, it's probably a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Although, I don't think so. Russians don't like that shit. They like to do the chit chat no, off camera. If he was only if he was in there for an hour and fifteen minutes, think about how long it takes to get through security, in and out, etc. No, 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 no. I mean, he was in the room. Oh, in with Putin because for... Putin came to him. Mm. Obviously, because that's how I would do it if I was a foreign leader. Oh, he went into the Kremlin. I, yeah, but, but Putin yeah. came to him though. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. They put him in a parlor room. Yeah, Putin, he was yeah. there like an hour before. Yeah. I mean, it's not live Ellsworth, so we'll just start it as soon as we pop on. Yeah, so, it's not live. We're just yeah. going to be. Uh, business party podcast, Tammy. Business party podcast. Mm, Mick needs more Pepsi. That's fine. So now we won't start early for the intro. We'll just we'll start regular. And uh, that'll be fine. It should be very, very interesting because people are freaking the fuck out right now about Tucker interviewing. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, calling him traitor, all sorts of shit. Oh, yeah. Fucking man, the liberals are going nuts. I hope we're going there next. Yeah, we are. Because the liberals are going ape shit about this. Oh, yeah. This Tucker thing is hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only going to get funnier too. It's that's the worst part about it because he's about to drop some bombs and tell people, "Oh, guess what? Yeah, uh, U.S. government's not really in charge of America." I guarantee that's going to be one of the things he brings up. Okay, well, this is interesting. Um, well, and we'll, we'll so apparently the European Union is considering imposing a travel ban against Tucker for interviewing Putin. EU lawmakers are now furious that a journalist flew to Russia to do journalism. Damn it! They now want to slap Tucker with sanctions for assisting Putin. Putin is a war criminal and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort. It seems logical that the External Action Service examine his case as well, said European Parliament member Guy Verhofstadt. Hmm. 
Former MP Luis Garciano agreed he is no longer a newsman, but a propagandist for the most heinous regime on European soil and the one which is most dangerous to our peace and security. So for such propaganda for a criminal regime, you can end up on the list of sanctions. This concerns primarily travel ban to EU countries. Being mad because a journalist that journalism makes you the propagandist. And yet, this is so funny. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they've done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions, specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in, and we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. This is, uh, <laughs> man, we've all, the whole world, has lost its fucking mind. So I, I'm just going to sit back. I think every day from now on, I'll come in. I'll, I'll speak up every once in a while, but I think I'm just going to sit in the corner and sharpen my knives. I'm serious. It, it's at that point, folks, I'm going to start. Oh, Ooh, I'll lay out the lathe and I'll start spinning bullets. Oh, that's what I'll do. All right. Well, Here's, here's a little flashback. For I, you. I just want everybody. Cause let's not forget all of the reporters that have interviewed war criminals. Let's see. Saddam Hussein was interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it was CNN. Oh. Dude, who brought that crew into the cave in Afghanistan and, and interviewed Osama? Osama bin Laden. That was CBS. CBS. After 9 Post 9-11. Yeah. They knew exactly where he was. CBS did. <laughs> ah, Tora Bora, bitches. I was there too. What up? I'm a Torah Bora, but anyway, CBS went to visit him. Oh, and how many times have we been to North Korea? Um, well, we've all reporters have been to North Korea. Don't, don't, don't forget. This was in 2021. When MB- this was just oh, before. Oh, NBC was in Putin with Putin. This was just before the invasion, the start of the Ukraine conflict. Ask you, to make just ask you a direct question. Did you order Alexei Navalny's assassination? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress, and they didn't go there to steal a laptop. They came with political demands. 
450 people have been detained. You're talking about the capital. They're looking at jail time between 15 and uh, 25 years. And they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that persecution for political opinions? Ask you, it may just ask you a direct question. Okay, this is funny as fuck, okay? Oh my God, I'm never deleting this app either. I don't care that my new commercial only got 43 views overnight when I have over 5,000 followers, whatever. This is this is the reason I'm never deleting this app. This is the funniest fucking shit. Glenn Greenwald said, who... Who were the American journalists who conducted even minimally adversarial interviews with Zelensky? And Elon Musk replied, to be fair, it's hard for them to talk while giving a blowjob at the same time. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Boom, Elon. Oh, well wow. done, sir. Oh, well wow. done. Uh, Jen Piznazi was going after uh, Tucker. Tucker. Oh, hardcore. Well. She wants his nuts so bad. Oh, my God. God, he, she wanted his nuts back in the day when he was on Fox News. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is, here you go. Scary how bad she wants his nuts. Yeah. It might be worth asking yourself, since it is getting pretty serious, what is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? So why does permanent Washington hate him so much? If you've been watching the news, you know that Putin is having a border dispute with a nation called Ukraine. Border dispute is certainly one way to characterize a major military invasion. Of course, Carlson is now just another far-right conspiracy peddler with a show on the internet. He's no longer on Fox, as we all know. And he's apparently been spending the last few days in Moscow for some reason. Who knows? We don't know why. He has to stay relevant somehow. So I guess we'll learn in the coming days. Maybe. It might be worth asking yourself, since it is getting pretty serious, what is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Has Putin ever called me a racist? Uh, no, no, let that go. But turn it down. Assist? Has he threatened to get me fired for... Just turn it up a little bit. Because I love how they cut this clip. If you've been watching the news, you know that Putin is having a border dispute with a nation called Ukraine. If if you replace border everything, it's certainly one way to characterize. If if you replace everything he says there, with fucking, because they took that whole segment, which I think is hysterical, out of context. When he was talking about Putin, he's just like. Why do I hate Putin so much? I mean, he's ever called me a racist? No, but liberals have. Mm -hmm. That was his retort to every one of those. They clipped him and they cut the whole segment and they put it back together. And it sounds like he says that stuff with a natural break in between each one. But it's not because there's another part to it. Well, they're good like that. And um they did that. They put that all together and it makes it sound pretty bad, but in actuality, it ain't bad at all. Uh, and it's fucking hysterical to hear that shit. Breaking news. I got the date. Well, we had some miscommunication. We're going on business party next Wednesday. She said Wednesday. I thought she meant this Wednesday. She meant next Wednesday. So it's next Wednesday.
Okay. So we'll be here till our normal time, 830, not cutting out early tonight. There we go. But y'all go follow business party so that um, you get notified more on their next Wednesday. That works out better anyway, because then I can go see the man right mm -hmm. after the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we need a refill big time. Uh, CNN flipping out too, losing their shit as well. Yep. And, uh, and we're hearing through this, we're hearing clips of what Tucker said, but we will listen to the whole four and a half minutes here in just a few minutes. Um, we did, didn't we? No. Oh, we listened to a minute of it. But here's CNN flipping out about uh, flipping out about it. To interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Tucker Carlson is lying from the streets of Russia, no less. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. That's a lie. Serious news outlets, including CNN have requested Putin to interview over and over again. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. Another lie, serious news outlets, including CNN, have covered and of course reported on Putin's words since this war began, including one of his baseless justifications for the invasion of Ukraine, which he initially claimed was to stop the Nazis. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist, not even close. And his former employer in a court case actually agreed, quote, the general tenor of the show should then inform a viewer that Carlson is not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. For two years, real journalists have risked their lives to report from the ground each and every day in Russia and in Ukraine, including... Okay, I... It She's lying so bad. So it's so bad. horrible. Her mouth is like. First off, she sounds like shit. Like she's got she's got the crud. She's she's six time jabbed. Um, she's got a that thirty day cough that's she's turning that into eye. a fucking. Yo, she's rough. Like she's 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 gonna. She got the droopy face. Look at that. She's she got the droopy soon. face. But regardless, um, you're good. First off, they're jealous. If it's true that they've all been asking Putin for an interview, but Putin only gave it to Tucker, why are they so up in arms? Would would the EU be putting sanctions against them if they went and interviewed Putin? If Putin had granted them an interview as they've supposedly requested? Is this the elite snubbing their nose? Oh. Is this the elite saying, well, wait a minute, we just got fucked by a non-elitist. Well, let's listen to all of what Tucker had to say here in his like, four and a half minute intro. And then, then I have something new, maybe new for some of you. Is it what the fuck or? Conspiracy. Oh. Putin conspiracy. Yeah, well, that's not gonna be new then. Mm, we'll see. That's not gonna be new. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we've thought about it carefully over many months. 
Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the US dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions, specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States. and We wanted to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group. Nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. 
but you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. Well put, sir. Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So. Let us decide for ourselves. Let's see what happens. Let's roll the dice and see where it lands, baby. Who is Putin? Really? Who is Putin, babe? What do you know about him? Hmm. What, 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 what do we know? What do you know about Putin? Well, we know that he was <clears throat> KGB. No. Or whatever the fucking they call it. No. No? No. Well, who is Putin? Where does well, he come from? I don't know. It's a good question. You don't know where he comes from? Well, what I thought I knew might not be true. The Two Putins by Freya Ferdinand II. On to the story. The original Putin was said to have been deranged mobster and gangster, according to members of the Russian government. He would kill anyone who got in his way or anyone he simply wasn't a fan of. Everyone around him lived in fear of their lives. Russian officials got together and filed charges against Putin for all the murders he'd committed. Below, you will see pictures of Putin jailed inside of a courtroom. A guilty verdict was quickly handed down and Putin was swiftly executed that evening in December of 2011 for crimes against humanity and extreme torture of his victims. I first found a video on YouTube of Mrs. Putin claiming the new Putin was not her husband and that he was removed from their home one night in 2010 by Russian officials and that he was never seen by her again. A few weeks later, a different man was dropped off to their home and the military tells her this man is her husband. It is clear to her he is not. She says she she sleeps on the couch from that day forward as there is a stranger in her bed. She eventually works up the nerve to tell him she wants a divorce because she will not be married to a complete stranger. Mrs. Putin stated the man agreed by saying he was relieved because he was not attracted to her. The Putin suddenly divorced not long after Putin was replaced. Mrs. Putin disappears with her two daughters, which no one has ever seen since that time and has never seen again herself. Putin 2.0 then began dating a much younger woman who he seemed much happier with. Everyone believed Putin merely traded up as most men in power seem to do without a second thought. But no one realized this was not the same person at all. I noticed that no one in the United States was talking about this. However, Russian media, from where I learned of this story, was all abuzz with this information. They knew the Putin we see today was not the real Putin, and they were celebrating this fact. Why? Because the second Putin, the replacement Putin, was brought in to clean house and clear out Russian corruption, the same exact way Trump was placed in power to do in the great U.S. of A. Coincidence? Absolutely not. Putin made Russia great again. He kicked the deep state out of Russia, although they do still very much exist today, but more so on fringe outskirts of Russian and within neighboring countries like Ukraine. Putin kicked deep state butt and Russia has been flourishing for quite some time ever since. According to Russian citizens, Russia is now a safe and decent place to live thanks to Putin 2.0. Many do not know, but President Trump has been taking cues from Putin 2.0 and what Russia was able to do to free themselves from deep state oppression over the past nine years. I realized Putin was cleaning up Russia when he forbade the United States from adopting children from Russian orphanages. Yes. When I saw that, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I know what they're doing. 
There was overwhelming evidence that these Russian children are being adopted in droves by Satanists and high-level Luciferians in atheism states to be used in satanic rituals. It was heartbreaking, but when Putin found out what was going on with these adoptions, he shut down the ability for the U.S. to adopt the children and brought the entire ring to a screeching halt. Putin is one who understands the deep sickness that permeates the cabal. No time for mercy. If one doesn't put these people down, they'll simply move their operations next door, like to Ukraine, <clears throat> it is truly of no consequence to them. Trump and Putin were the only two superpower leaders leading the fight against the cabal together for the first few years. I believe this plan has been in works for decades. And as soon as Putin was replaced and Trump was installed, just as from dark to light, the real game of saving the planet could begin. Even if you have had a hard time believing the real Putin was executed and replaced, believe me when I say I researched the subject well, but more importantly, thank goodness... He was. There's a very good reason many in danger seeking diplomatic protection have fled to Russia. Tara, read anyone. Mm -hmm. Putin 2.0 has proven to be an ally, mentor, and friend to President Trump like no one else. This is also the reason Hillary and company called their fake election tampering collusion a hoax. A Russian collusion hoax, if you catch my drift. They know Trump and Putin are linked together in crushing the cabal once and for all. Take a look what Putin had to say, and these are a few of many very vocal statements Putin has brazenly made against the deep state. Let, before you say this, think about this real quick, folks. Mm -hmm. Just take a second and ponder this, okay? Why did Putin... So before Putin talks tomorrow, let's throw some what-ifs out there. Why did Putin invade Ukraine? Putin invaded Ukraine because he knew that after Trump lost, there wasn't a way in hell that he was going to be able to stop what was going on in Ukraine. Because it's full of Nazis. So he invades Ukraine. Do I do I trust Putin? Fuck no. Do I, I don't trust anybody. But think about it. If they were working in hand in hand to fucking destroy the deep state, wouldn't it be better if you knew that your buddy over across the ocean, the other guy that has the button that if he presses it, we make everything else disappear in the world? Wouldn't it be better to know that that guy's doing the same thing and you're both working to the same goal? Maybe just doing it your way? Anyway. I, I would be a little bit happier to know that. Putin said that he was not one of them, but they are afraid of him and have attempted to lure him into their ancient Babylonian cult. Shockwaves are reverberating around the Kremlin today as word spreads regarding an extraordinary meeting by, called by Vladimir Putin yesterday where, according to sources, the Russian president said that 95% of the world's ruling class are not even human, but are cold-blooded hybrids who are members of an ancient cult. Did Jesus. Putin just out the world's political and financial elite as cold-blooded hybrid human reptilians? Did he really just go there? Speaking at a behind-closed-doors forum for the highest echelons of government and staff in his home city of St. Petersburg, Putin responded to questions about the Panama Papers leaked by pointing out who was behind the plot, the U.S. government, their spy agencies, and George Soros's OCCRP. Putin slammed his fist on the table and exclaimed, George Soros, you sly dragon, this is war, according to sources close to the president. Putin then vowed to ramp up sanctions against Soros's open society even further. When questioned by a top aide as to what he meant by dragon, an unusual word in Russian, Putin sighed heavily and fixed the assembled group with his trademark stare before explaining that all is not what it seems in regarding to how the world is run. 
Resisting gentle attempts by close aides to stop the president going there, Putin said that the evidence was everywhere and that he had personally had intimate knowledge of their dealings. He said that he was not one of them, but they are afraid of him and have attempted to lure him into their ancient Babylonian cult. The evidence, ancient and modern, is enormous, he said. Putin said that mankind has been manipulated to become unconscious through the use of programming by media and politics, the perfect example of which was the recent Panama Papers leak. The world's ruling class have tyrannical control over our food, water, and air supply, and they are actively dumbing down the masses. Please click on all the photos below. Oh, I will. It is important to note when looking at the pictures, there was only a two-month time period when the old Putin was executed and the new Putin arrived. It was not years between them, but only months. Okay, so. Uh, Judge... Dan Lekin's press secretary informed us today that the court presented only the preamble of the indictment. Okay, so this is old Putin, right? Putin, it, literally in jail. Yeah, old Putin. Yep, okay. Tomorrow, the former prime minister will be indicted with Article 205 of Russia's penal code as a co-conspirator conspirator in a terrorist act aimed at intimidating citizens and manipulating the government. Okay, so that's old Putin, okay? So where's the new? Okay. Oh, here we go. Old are, Putin? Yeah. Okay. Old Putin. New Putin. Go back. Old Putin. Two months later, new Putin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a big difference. Uh, and don't believe the fact checkers are lying. This is not what Mikhail Khodorkovsky's trial photoshopped. I checked the footage for those and no Khodorkovsky's trial venue corresponds to this. So here's a video of the event. Нам стало известно, что буквально три часа назад бывшего премьер-министра под конвоем доставили в Камовнический суд. Пресс-секретарь судьи Виктора Данилкина немного прояснила ситуацию, сообщив, что сегодня началось чтение приговора. Пока зачитана только вводная часть обоснования шести семи статей, по которым обвиняется бывший премьер-министр. В процессе чтения приговора позвучали такие пункты обвинения как хищение государственного имущества в особо крупных масштабах, финансовые махинации и превышение должностных полномочий. Завтра будет чтение обоснования по основному пункту обвинения. Бывший премьер обвиняется по статье 205 Уголовного кодекса как лицо, участвовавшее в подготовке акта терроризма с целью устрашения населения и оказания воздействия на органы действующей власти. Well, interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, and Crimea were once part of the kingdom of Khazaria, home of the Edomites that are the fake Jews, also known as the Ashkenazi. They study the Babylonian Talmud, practice the Kabbalah book of mysticism and witchcraft Satanism. The religion of the world is the birthplace of the 13 satanic families, including the black magic money bankers of the world Rothschilds. Putin and the Russian army are destroying the Kazarian mafia's child trafficking, adrenochrome manufacturing, biolabs, money laundering tunnels, and other hidden operations. Evil, Evil hidden, hidden operations. operations. Your government uh, are protecting the satanic, satanic capital of the Illuminati One World Order. Ukraine is not a war, but a cleanup operation. Wake the fuck up. Been saying all of that for a hot minute. Uh-huh. Um... There you Let's go, see. right there. Just to put the, their use of satanic magic in perspective. My mother is a Ukrainian. She uses it to achieve whatever she wants in her life. In the past nine years, she's consistently trying to destroy my marriage because she's salty about it. 
I know she won't stop until she's gone. Um, so Damn, uh, that sucks, bro. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? Well, I can tell you what you've been told about Vladimir Putin. What true? What is true about Vladimir Putin is all bullshit. For instance, a lot of people have known for a hot minute he was never part of the KGB, GRU, SVR, uh, any of that. He was originally a police officer assigned or assigned to the SVR prior to his relocation to whatever political posting he got as a political commissar prior to his arrest. And he learned supposedly all of that shit while he was with the SVR. So is it possible? Absolutely. Is Putin a replacement? We think that about Joe Biden, for Christ's sake. Wasn't there a Q post about something to do with that? But Putin being a replacement? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I don't remember exactly the one, but yes, there is. Yeah. If you look it up, Putin and replacement, mm -hmm. it'll it'll return a, a post, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. Well, since Putin um, threw in on January 6th, um, this is, uh, and we have time, this is well worth it. Listen to this one. This is the uh, wife of a January 6th political prisoner whose son turned him in. Whoa. That causes some family strife. He's a political prisoner. His number is 376782. They came and took my husband in a pre-dawn raid January 16th, 2021. I did not see his face again for 14 months. Unbeknownst to us at that time, it was our 18-year-old son who had turned his father into the FBI. This road has not been easy, but it has definitely opened up my eyes. My son was very indoctrinated from the moment COVID hit, and we did not comply. We were the enemy to him, and our school system and our gov government made sure of it. My husband was the very first Jan Sixer to go to trial. He went to trial in the beginning of March of 2022. My husband did not enter the Capitol. He did not assault one person. He received seven and a half years of prison. No criminal background, a hardworking self-made man like many of you here today. He went to have a redress of grievances that day because of the ongoing threat of our government. And at the time, he and I, you know, we were like the overreach of the government. We have to stand up. We have to. They are overreaching. But after moving to D.C. and seeing everything I've seen, I'm here to tell you, it is not the overreach of the government. It is absolutely the weaponization of the government against each and every one of you. Yeah. Every one of us. This road has not been easy. When my husband was sentenced, Nikki came and sat with me and my family. And it was a very difficult time because you cannot understand what it means when you walk into that lion's den and you hear the United States against Guy Wesley Ruffin. And when I tell you the United States, the sheer might of that government is after our way of life. And they proved that day when they tried my husband because they tried and proved a narrative to a DC jury, not the facts of the day. 
and that is what they've done systematically through all these Jan Sixers. 1,145 American citizens have been arrested by this government today. 14 people since August 25th have been picked up. 14. When are they coming for you? When are they? You need to not be afraid of that because they are coming. That is why I'm here. That's why I stay in D.C. I stand with this lady right here every night outside of the D.C. jail because we have to bring awareness to what is happening in our country. We have to. This government has torn families apart. They tore my family apart. Not forever, because I do have faith in the love that my family has. But the division that they've caused is not just singular to my family. I know that many of you are going through those same things with other family members. Just know, stay strong. Stay strong. We have to stay vigilant. You know, I sit in these courtrooms because once I saw what happened to my husband and how isolating and polarizing it is to have the government target you and label you a domestic terrorist, it is very isolating. I go every day to the federal courthouse and I sit to bear witness to what this government is doing to our American citizens. And what they're doing and the precedent that they are setting, you have no idea that long-lasting outcome of these precedents, this obstruction of an official proceeding, holds away to 20 years, 20 years. This obstruction means that because my husband stood for what he believed in that day on the stairs of the United States Capitol, that he obstructed the goings-on of this government. Well, we need to obstruct it. We need to obstruct it, we need to destruct it, we need to tear them down. And I'm here to tell you he was right, and everybody that showed up that day was right. And what they're doing in this what they are doing to our citizens is not going to stand. I will not allow it to stand. I will stand here on this stage. I will stand on any stage they will let me on because I'm not going to go down, not going down. Our country is worth it. Our country is worth it. We are allowed to protest. We are allowed to redraft our government. And sitting in these courtrooms, do you know who they're criminalizing? Not just American citizens, our forefathers. The ideology of our forefathers is being criminalized in the courtrooms in D.C. They believe they're extremists. They believe that what they stood for is wrong. They want to tell us that we need to respect the authority of the government, and if you don't, they will put you under the jail. Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm going I'm to question the authority of this regime every day. Every day. Because what they're doing is tearing down our strong citizens and causing our nation to be weak. And why is that? Why do they want our nation weak? Why do you think? Because they don't guess it. That's exactly right. Control. They try to control us with COVID and we did not comply. My son thinks I'm the enemy because of it. He thinks his father's the enemy because of it. And through all watching these trials and seeing what they're doing to our citizens and knowing that it's not being reported on by the mainstream media, they do not want you to know the precedent that's being set that may not affect y'all right now, but it's gonna affect your kids. It's gonna affect your grandkids. 
They, they are doing it under the guise of, of law and order, that we have to respect law and order. Well, you know, as soon as this government respects what we, the people, have to say, then I will respect their authority. But until then, they can kiss it. That's what I've seen over and Amen. over again. Over and over again. Our families torn apart. Hardworking men and women being put in jail because they dare to stand up to this government. Well, while we're in D.C. and we go to the courthouse every day, we also go in to the Congress, you know, the Rayburn Building committee hearings. We sit in there because they need to see our faces. They need to know that we're watching them. And we were very lucky to see Mr. Friend give his testimony in front of Congress. Very lucky, yes, great man. We're gonna get to hear from him later, we are. But I can tell you what, you know, many of the things he said that day is that, you know, sitting here, we think we are among patriots, we do. But I can tell you that the government doesn't like it. I can tell you they don't like us gathered here. I can almost promise you that there's at least one fed here taking everybody's license plates out in the parking lot. And Mr. Friend can absolutely back that up because he also had to do that. That's when he realized, who am I working for? Who is this? You know, and he's gonna come tell you these things. <laughs> but Mr. Friend's gonna get up here and tell you this because he, he's witnessed it on the other side. And he has put his family at risk for standing up against this regime. But that is something we are just gonna have to accept. We can't be comfortable in our lives anymore because what we have in America is an illusion. We have an illusion of the First Amendment because we don't actually really have one anymore. They've taken that. My husband is serving seven and a half years because he exercised the right of his First Amendment. Think about that. That's all he did was go and redress through his government. That's all we were asking for. And they put him in jail for seven and a half years. Enrique Torrio, who wasn't even in DC, and I know Mickey touched on that, but you know, the thing about all of that is, is that the government played all that out because that is their pathway to Trump. That is, that is, and that has been their plan from the beginning. You know, the precedents that they've set with these Jan Sixers, and they like to call us Trump's foot soldiers, uh, the precedents that they have set with that is how they are going after him. Because all these arguments have already been played out in these courtrooms. And these judges already know, because it is a good old boys club there in DC. And these judges are not about the interest of, of, of law. They're not about the interest of what, you know, what is best. They're about the interest of furthering the agenda of this Biden regime and make no joke about it. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, Ms. Loomer has sat in on several cases um, also, and she can attest to also what is being done there. You know, our, our patriots are not only being prosecuted in DC, they're absolutely being persecuted for their ideology. And at the end of the day, that's what they're being thrown in jail for. Not for the acts of the day, but for their ideology. So every day we do go to the court and we do go to Congress, but every night we go and stand outside of that DC jail where many, many of our patriots are being held. And my husband was for almost two years held there. And these men and women, Every night at nine o'clock, they sing. Ooh, turn that down. Got caught up in that one. They sing the national anthem every night at nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. 
all of them. Yet Russia is the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That brings you right back to square one. Yeah. Russia is the bad guy, though. Putin's still a commie. I get it. He is. But who else is a commie? Because I got bad news for you. People that live in glass houses should not cast stones. Period. We live in a glass house. Everything we live in is an, an illusion. Hence the reason they're trying to make you believe something that just does not exist. It's not even real. Mm -hmm. Crazy shit. And Canada, you guys aren't much better. Oh, no. You guys are. You guys, life of Brian, I don't even know how you live up there anymore, man. Holy shit. Seriously. Your government is. This I thought is, ours is fucked up. This is the dopiest thing I think I've heard True Dope ever say. <laughs> From the leader of the opposition is uh, under the previous conservative government everything was perfect and what he is proposing to do is to make canada great again that is not what canadians want he is pining for a nostalgia that quite frankly canadians do not feel they remember what he did as part of stephen harper's failed housing minister he remembers the people who the rights of individual ind uh, indigenous peoples violated uh, the uh, ignoring of environmental responsibilities and the lack of an environmental and economic plan for the future. We're going to continue. Canadians don't want to make can can Canada great again. Bold, bold statement. That's not what Canadians want. They don't. I, they don't I, want to. They don't want Canada to be great again. I, I guess not. I, I, I guess. You guys got an election coming up up there, don't you? I think so. Oh, it's not going to be. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be pretty. No. Scratches out over on the pilt side, by yep. the way. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's oh, not going to be pretty. You know. Hold on. I don't want to go down yet. Um, oh, hey, by the way, I heard this today, too. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who keeps texting me this, but thank you. Yeah. Um, Bungito started playing Doc. Anjay. Really? Yes. No. Swear to God. Yeah. Played him today. <sighs> somebody called me or somebody sent me a text this morning. Said, oh, shit. Go check out Bongino. They're listening to your show again. And they just played the clip straight. I mean, it's the exact same pl clip that we played the other night. I was like, holy shit. No way. All right. Well, we'll get to him. And it is. Economics in a minute. Um, but let's do a quick Lahaina update. Yes, the Maui land grab. Before we all memory hole this one, too. Yep. Remember, there's still kids. This is the Maui update. And there's a bill being introduced today that uh, addresses the following. So the first is they want to establish a authority to develop plans to redevelop areas affected by disaster. Uh, the people of Lahaina are adamantly opposed to this because it brings people that are not from Lahaina into Lahaina. Um, in positions to to make decisions uh, for how they move forward. The second is the bill establishes an income tax credit to incentivize the voluntary relinquishment of property located in areas affected by disaster. That one speaks for itself. Um, and then the third and most alarming is this bill directs the attorney general to commence eminent domain proceedings. So um this is 
interesting. See, this is a. Um, no, it's not interesting. They're fucking stealing the land. Yep. That's why they to, killed. Uh, nobody's allowed to go in there. And if you are allowed, you have to prove that you're a resident. And if you can go in, but you can only go in for like five hours and then you're, you're not allowed to come back. Yep. What the fuck? I believe Maui had a law that um, the land had to pass from generation to generation. That's why they killed all of them. And nobody's asking any questions and nobody's saying not a fucking to. word. They're not allowed wow. to. Wow. They're not allowed to. Wow. Not allowed to. All right. So uh, Bongino played, played this guy, Professor yeah. Sanj. Yeah. Yikes. The Washington Uniparty just crapped out a border deal that, as you would expect, puts America last. The deal trades more money for Ukraine and Israel in return for keeping our borders wide open and actually giving 1.5 million illegal border crossers amnesty while locking in green card giveaways through 2030, presumably in the expectation that they will become loyal socialist voters as previous waves of illegals have. The welfare warfare state in full effect with the added bonus of replacing Americans with a crop of brand new voters. If it works for California, by gum, it can work for America. This little deuce was hatched by a handful of corrupt rhinos teaming up with socialist Democrats. As always, when you hear the word bipartisan in Washington, that means the corrupt uniparty is coming for you. First, the specifics. It would spend $118 billion. For this, we would get legalization of 1.5 million illegals per year. That's 5,000 per day. The other 10 million plus illegals will presumably have to wait for another war, perhaps the one we are cooking up with Iran or over Taiwan. It hands $2.3 billion immediately to the non-government organizations that are making a mint importing welfare cases to every nook and cranny of America because Democrats do know who brought them to the party. And then comes the payoff to Republicans. The bill plows over $93 billion into our rapidly expanding universe of wars, including $14 billion to Israel and another $5 billion for Hamas, or Gaza. Incidentally, just last week, Rand Paul was marveling how we somehow managed to fund both sides of wars. So there you go. Beyond Hamas, the sellout leads no war behind, with $5 billion going to gin up a war with China. They're already moving weapons to Australia in preparation. And $2.3 billion for the Red Sea, which is used by European and Chinese ships, but not by American ships. Somehow, though, we must pay. Finally, a crisp $60 billion for Ukraine's lost cause so Zelensky can continue sending the flower of Ukraine's youth to die in his pointless meat grander. Of course, the left is still angry because having intentionally thrown open the southern border to human traffic 10 million political footballs, they wanted more amnesty so they could flip more states blue. Meanwhile, Republican voters, of course, once again feel betrayed by a party that will sell them down the river if it funds just one corrupt dictator and secures some cheap fruit pickers and manual labor for their corporate donors. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained.com. Joe Biden could fix immigration immediately with the stroke of a pen by simply reinstating Trump-era policies, including the so-called Remain in Mexico policy that required amnesty applicants to stay put until processed. Instead, his handlers are trying to milk their crisis to replace the current voters with a brand new crop, all while funding the army of non-government organizations that sustain their activist industrial complex, all with a GOP too corrupt to care so long as the donor checks keep flowing. 
whether the Uniparty passes this turd sandwich or keeps kicking the can down the open border road, it's going to benefit Donald Trump in November, at which point all eyes turn to the margin of cheating to know whether there is light in that tunnel or whether we've got even darker days ahead. Okay, we'll be watching. See you next. <sighs> darker days ahead. Just saying. It's not going to get good, folks. You're not going to let us. We're too stupid. Election. We're too stupid. All right. Well, real quick. Um, you know what? We, the kid's not home yet. So um, you can't even read the text at the bottom of that. No, this is fucking funny, though. This isn't our hometown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys heard about this. It made national news. Tampon dispenser installed in Connecticut high school boys room ripped off the wall 20 minutes after installation. That was in Brookfield, Connecticut. That's our hometown. That's where we went to school. We recognize that bathroom. <laughs> Although there weren't bars on the windows when we went there. And there was and, like a smoke cloud about yeah, halfway it down. It was always filled with weed smoke. Like we'd all get high. You'd get a contact high just going into that bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, let's see. That. I know. As crime spirals out of control in Connecticut cities and residents are fleeing the state, other states that have priorities uh, for to other states that have their priorities straight, Connecticut's legislature, led, of course, by Democrats, thought it important to put tampon dispensers in boys' bathrooms. This is Brookfield High in Brookfield, Connecticut, which we both graduated from. That's not Brookfield, Pennsylvania. That's Brookfield, Connecticut. Yes. Um, <clears throat> quite hysterical though. 20 minutes. There's a urinal, there's a tampon dispenser and 20 minutes later it came off the wall. Yeah. Stayed so. on the wall for 20 minutes. At least kids up there understand what the fuck's going on in the world. Anyway. We don't know anyone left up there because they all left for states not like that. Um, eh, fuck it. We got a couple, uh, a, a couple more. Oh, okay. A couple more. All right. Cause. Well, go. I thought we were. Yeah. Like I said, the kids aren't home yet. I've got to go pick him bring him to get his car oh. so um but if he's not home by the time this is over then i'll have to get it tomorrow because i got w7 tonight fuck yeah you got a lot of shit yeah i do have a lot of shit all right this is some crazy shit i hope this works me too because you know yeah you're lucky i know yeah i don't really give a fuck right now he should have like i said months ago Got fucking DCR. Whether or not, you know, something. Happened. Oh my fucking god! That's the way to start your morning. What the fuck? That'll what wake you the up. Fuck! Oh my fucking god! Oh my god! Don't drive away. Go over there and see if the people are right. No shit. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah. Damn. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that'll wake you up. No shit. He was just bitching about work. Hold on. There's a, um, a follow-up to it? A, a, from a different angle. Or the after. I think that's the after. Yeah, the after. Holy shit. 
I know. Damn, if he did that, bro. just the explosion and the fire and dust oh and the parts that came out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing at the kitchen window. Yeah. I thought it was gonna come through the window. Are you okay? Damn. Look at that propane tank right there. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. oh my God. Just yeah. carrying on. Jesus. Well, she I was, get it. She was right there. You were right there. Yep. So that's some craziness. It's one of those days that you look up, you just say thank you. Mm -hmm. And you don't say anything else. Yep. All right. This lady's kind of my hero. Um, I hope she didn't tell anyone where she lives because come the EMP, she's going to have one of the only cars that still drives. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's an epic car right there too. Yeah. Check this out. Oh, I can change the oil and I can change spark plugs. My name is Margaret Dunning and I live in Plymouth, Michigan. And I am a little older than some of you people. I'm 101 years old and I'm still driving the Packard that I would like to introduce to you, a 1930 straight eight, 740 Packard. This is the dash light. It's got a little light here and you can turn it. They called it a map light. So you see the light, point. but that was an innovation. And I love to get my friends involved with them, particularly on polishing day. No, the old gal's getting a few marks on her. I wish that more people would really uh, fix up grandpa's car and get them on the road and have some real fun. And um, I, I think it's a good life. Well, you know, people always say to me, have you lived in Plymouth all your life? No, I said, not yet. <laughs> and that's the truth. I'm still wiggling. Both hands. <laughs> Damn, that's a nice fucking car. She's 101. Yeah, that car is about the same age as she is. 1930. Yep. That was probably her grandpa's car. Damn. No shit. All right. Last one. This is really cool, and I wanted to share it with y'all. Uh, history, tablets, scrolls, biblical, AI, historical intent. In intel. Historical intel breaking vast library of ancient scrolls is on the brink of being unlocked. 800 scrolls and tablets were just excavated from Julius Caesar's closet in Rome. These scrolls and tablets contain the history of the world. The archaeologists will attempt to use AI to decipher and translate them. There's also open source software available online where you can translate hieroglyphics, cuneiform, Sanskrit, Aramaic, etc. I've studied the history of the world. I know how to translate them all without the benefit of AI. I actually wish this tech software was available back in the day, if I'm being totally honest. I've done an extensive drop that's actually up on my sub-channel here. Which I don't know what that is. It's the longest thread I've ever done on here. All the research docs, et cetera, is all there. It's not for the faint of heart. It's the deepest rabbit hole you've ever encountered. However, the truth must be told. Um, so... 
of classicists and pathologists who have been looking at the results that um, the different teams have turned in. It is so cool. And it's so interesting, you guys, because we are trying to figure out, you know, AI, we talk about it a lot and what it could maybe do or not do. We're all trying to figure it out. And here's kind of real life proof of what it could do in terms of unlocking some of the world's history. Ashley, come on back in. We've been showing those watching on TV and YouTube and on uh, Bloomberg streaming, you know, pictures of the scrolls and they to be quite honest they do look like logs <laughs> and they I don't look like scrolls okay <laughs> and I, I mean, can see how someone as people did in the past right just toss them out yeah like this is like a burnt hot dog or something like it, you know these things do not look like they're ever going to be readable no but how much information tell us a little bit more about what we know about them so far yeah well look it could be astonishing so so uh, the villa where these are found it belonged to Julius Caesar's father-in-law, and he was very wealthy, and, and he had this huge villa, and we've only excavated a tiny part of it. Basically, there's 800 scrolls that we found that come from a closet, and and the thinking is that someone like this would have tens of thousands of more scrolls, and, and nobody's wanted to excavate them because we couldn't read them. <laughs> Jumping amid the news of those twin deals, quarterly results... Either way... Imagine that's what, Pompey's house. Yeah, well, Julius no, fa Julius yeah. Caesar's father-in-law was was Pompey. Yeah, yeah, which means Pompey's villa. Yeah, all of that shit was was no, not at Vesuvius. He had more than one. Yeah, villa. I know, I know, he did. But it was it was all interred though, was in clay. So all of those should be able to be read. Not only that, I mean, I could see letters mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i could see sanskrit on two of the pieces which makes me wonder how old they are remember that caesar took many trips to egypt and supposedly removed a lot of scrolls from the library at alexandria before it burned correct Yeah. Caesar was big into that. He was big in and he yeah. collected a lot of the history. Yeah. He that, was more than just sticking his dick wherever he could. I mean, he was doing that too. Wick, don't but, don't get us wrong. Oh yeah. If if he could poke it and get wet, he would do it. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it wasn't Caesar so much that everything he also had this big thing for all of the knowledge and history that he could find. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, that's part of the reason uh what's his name married Cleopatra, wasn't it? Marcus Aurelius. M Marcus Aurelius mm -hmm. married Cleopatra. Well, was, he always he 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 was always Caesar's sidekick, and he didn't like that role. Yeah, no, I know, but he married Cleopatra, though, basically based off of Sloppy Caesar's. Seconds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sloppy seconds. It's like I'm just picking up the bag here. <laughs> pretty much. That kid out of wedlock, you know how it is. Lady had to get straight. So I, I mean, make her right. Had to make her legal. Yeah. Then Aurelius got what stabbed in the back. Yeah. 50 some odd fucking times. Something like that. 52. Anyway. One from each senator. Yeah. So uh, I might have to find that. That I kind of wish we'd go back to doing thread. that. Where you get like lashes on your back from the senator, from every member of Congress when you fuck up. E2 Brutus. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Okay. See? See? All right. She knows what I'm talking about. I My do. wife. I, I'm actually a, a, I've been a big Roman history buff for a very long time. Um, if you guys haven't read Colleen McCulloch's Master of Rome series, that is phenomenal. 
serious and it's long and it's in depth and it's very, very detailed and historically accurate. There's a lot of names. Like I think I've read those books probably a half a dozen times and I still pick up more information each time I read them because they are so, so well-researched, so in depth. Um, if you want to know everything about Rome, it, the masters of Rome series, it starts, um, I know. Yeah. It starts pre 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 Caesar and pre goes, Roman empire and goes, no, 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 no. That's something different. No, this, this starts, um, this starts just, just before Caesar dictator is born. Okay. And, so the masters uh, being the, the masters of Rome being the Caesars. <clears throat> I got you. I got exactly, you. I got you. Exactly. So, but it's, it's an excellent series anyway. And the murder, the betrayal and everything, the, and all of the politics behind it, the uh, gay how sex, came up, the whole bit, the every, kids, every, the whole bit, everything. Wow. Everything. You'd be the first person who's done that. Everything. Well, she wrote him back in the, the I think the seventies, the eighties. Yeah. You couldn't get away with writing that shit no. today. No, no, no. But it's, it's really, um, it actually opened my eyes to politics before I gave a fuck about politics. Because, and honestly, our entire society is based on Rome. For the most part, Still, yes. Still, yeah. Yeah. So. Look at any of our markings. The yeah. eagle. Come on. Rome so, had that first. Yep. It was very interesting. Either anyway, way. We got to get, gotta get the fuck out of here. Uh, we gotta, we'll be back 5.45 tomorrow mm -hmm. night, 6 p.m. for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You can check her out at 08 tomorrow morning mm -hmm. for The Good Book and 905 The Lovely Liana. We'll be back both on our channels and hers. Don't forget W7 tonight, ladies. Yes, if ladies. If you would like to join us. Um, you got the invite. You know where to be. Yeah. Hit uh, hit me up on on X. Hit my DMs at VLINQ. I'll send you the link. Um, Liana, you want to post it in the chats here? If you're here before we get out of here, Madame. if you're here anyway, W7 tonight, 9 PM. I might be a little late. I got to go see the man, but I might just pop in from my phone too while I'm driving. We'll see. So, all right. Yep. So till then fuckers, uh, for the Mick and V Lynn later. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow night.
wrapped up in a wifey. I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can be I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty South With a truck seat eye And he straight pipes loud We need man up or sit your ass down. We done talking. Fuck around and find out. Love my country. 